What is up, team? Welcome back to the Red Storm Rapid Reaction Podcast. I'm Pat Kane. Thanks for tuning in. St. John's just moved to 7-0 today as they beat Niagara 78-70. to It wasn't the most crisp effort out there. It wasn't the best offensive performance. The defensive uh, side of the ball also left a lot to be desired, but we did move to 7-0. And real quick, I can think of a few positives before I get into the negatives. We're 7-0, like I mentioned. We had a good first half offensively, which has been, you know, not exactly par for the course. We won a game without Posh Alexander, who, although has not exactly been our most important player to this point in the season, if I were to venture and take a guess, if we were to put a poll out prior to the season, 90 to 95% of the fans would say Posh would be our most important player. And I would have been one of them. And regardless of his offensive struggles or, you know, his stats, not taking a leap so far he still is a huge part of what we do and tonight we were without him and we felt that loss and we had to do some things that some players weren't accustomed to and perhaps that played a role in uh some of our slow not our slow start but our uh our valleys during that game the the low parts of that game but we did it without him we got a win and we also had some uh, multiple players have contributions off the bench tonight store and wusu both had Pretty good games off the bench, helped offset off shooting nights from our starting backcourt and our leading scorer, Jones, which uh, put up three of them, Mathis, Corbello, and Jones. Did not shoot well, put up some awful shooting numbers combined. Uh, we were still able to get the win. Big help, big thanks to our big men. That is Joel Soriano, uh, nation-leading rebounder. In terms of total rebounds, Joel Soriano, six of seven games, double-doubles, Joel Soriano. Uh, that's also the most in the country. Just an absolute beast. 21 points, 19 rebounds. He looks like a man amongst boys out there. And we're realizing it more and more. He's realizing it more and more. And hopefully the rest of the team can continue to improve. And we understand the importance, the value of having a legitimate, um, you know, the numbers he's putting up are all American caliber right now. And, uh, you know, you don't know how much of this he can keep up, but Double-doubles won't be a rarity. You know, 15 points, close to 10 rebounds in Big East play should be, you know, a goal most nights. And you can't have that every night. You can't expect that. We're getting spoiled right now by how well he's playing. But he is uh, – it's amazing. It's been amazing to watch and fun to watch, and he's having a hell of a time out there. But anyway, tonight uh, we did score a little bit better in the first half than we've been used to. I would say I didn't love the approach we saw right out of the gate, especially Curbelo. Looked like he was hunting for a shot. He, he came off his career high last game against Syracuse. Perhaps he thought, you know, let's see if we can duplicate that performance. Plus with, with Posh out, maybe I got to score a little bit more. I didn't like it. You know, it's easy to say that now, especially when the shots didn't drop. But I thought him coming out, him setting the tone offensively, getting guys in the right spot, orchestrating a little bit was the better approach, which is what I like to see from him. Um, not exactly what we saw. He did get into foul trouble as well early, so he didn't really have the best first half. Second half, he did have a few nice passes. He did play good defense throughout, I thought, good ball pressure, but not his best overall performance. And uh, maybe you can point to the fact that uh, this is his first time playing without Posh in a St. John's jersey, point to the fact that he's coming off a you know, high-scoring game. But for whatever reason, I thought it felt off. Um, it, you could point to the fact, too, that he's – Seems to be a big game player. Seems to really relish in the spotlight. Coming back down to earth against Niagara, back in Carnesec Arena. Maybe he just didn't feel up for it. None of these are good things, by the way. I'm just, you know, trying to think of uh, reasons why they could have happened. But he did not have a great game overall. 
Jones, I mentioned again, did not have a great game overall. He did get to the free throw line a couple of times today, which is something I think is important going forward. He was you know, less, he was outside the top 50 of Big East players in terms of free throws attempts going into this game. And he's, you know, in the top five scores in the league. So if he can improve that number, gives him an even greater chance to score baskets. We're going to need um, him to do that. We're going to need to find ways to score baskets during some scoring droughts. Getting to the line is one of the best ways possible. And he's such an aggressive guy, such a physical, uh, you know, athlete. You think getting to the line could be a strong suit of his. Speaking of going to the line tonight, tonight was our worst free throw shooting uh, night of the night. We did miss five in a row at one point in the second half, during which Niagara was able to close the lead uh, down to five points. Uh, we were 23 of 38 for the game. That's 60.5%. Not good. Not good. But it has been trending better overall this year. Um, happens again. You know, you got to start to worry about it. Maybe start to worry about it now. It was a problem all last year. Passing in the first half was pretty brutal overall. I think we only had two assists in the first half on 39 points. That's a rarity for Mike Anderson's teams. We usually do pass and share the ball. But for every reason, the ball was sticking. Um, I thought our defensive intensity was really good. And usually if some team is lacking intensity on one side of the ball, you'd think it's the defensive side. I thought our defensive intensity was pretty good. Um, maybe not as good as it was Syracuse and Temple, but our offensive intensity seemed off. Our guys were doing a lot of standing around, um, just waiting for things to happen, not, not, not really looking to make plays. And it's rare to have to force college kids to, or basketball players in general, to have to, you know, increase their energy output in the offensive end. They're usually excited to play on that side. Um, so just something to note, I see how it moves forward. We got to get some more purpose, more energy when we're not scoring on the break. You know, we can't just be past uh, Soriano and, and stand around. I mean, we should be looking at past Soriano, but we got to be active. Relocate to open space, cut to the basket, he'll find you. But we just stand in the same spot. We're easy to defend. And it's uh, asking a lot, relying on him a lot to make everything happen. Um, and our three-point shooting overall, it's pretty brutal. Three for 15, 20%. That's going to, you know, make it hard for you to pull away from teams and, and to uh, catch up to teams if we're in a position where we're, we're behind early. Let's go ahead and take a look at the box score. We're back here, guys, while I'm doing this. Thanks for all the subscribers on YouTube. I really do appreciate it. Um, still trying to get to 50. We're a couple away. So if you're listening, please go ahead and subscribe to the Red Storm Rap Reaction Podcast on YouTube. Follow on Spotify or Apple podcast here's the box score for tonight uh like i said earlier joel huge game 21 points 19 rebounds he was 7 for 14 from the field pretty pretty solid night um 7 for 13 for the free throw line he could improve a tad bit in both those areas and that 21 and 19 goes to what 25 and 19 close to but uh beggars cannot be choosers and you really can't ask for anything more from that played 33 minutes that's two games in a row with more than 30 minutes We'll see how long that trend can last. I say give him as many minutes as possible, honestly. Um, Stanley, the other big that started tonight in the absence of Posh, he went with a little bigger lineup, and he had a good game. Ten points, six rebounds, two blocks, four for six from the field. He had a nice big dunk in the second half. Also had a pretty – I think he had a dunk in the first half. So two more dunks, two more blocks, four for six. His uh, shooting numbers continue to, continue to be impressive. Two for two from the free throw line. He actually ended that streak of five missed free throws in the second half. One of the last guys who had uh, suspected to do that, but good to see. Jones, off shooting night, three for nine from the field, but he did have 10 points, three rebounds. He fouled out of the game with five fouls in only 20 minutes. Um, Curbelo, six points, three rebounds, three assists, two steals. 
He had four fouls. There's only two for nine from the field. Like I said, he came out looking to score early. I like to see him come out looking to set the table as a facilitator first and take his points when they can come. Obviously, you got to keep the defense honest, but I think his mindset should be facilitate first, score second. Tonight, it seems score first, facilitate second. Um, Montez with his feet set. Mathis, not his best night shooting. He did end up making one free in the second half with his feet set. Three for six from the field uh, from the free throw line. Three for eleven from the field overall. One for four from three. Did finish with ten points, two rebounds, two assists, three steals, one block. Um, Mathis is a like I still think he's playing better than he did last year. To you know back to um, you know back down a little bit in these last two games, but still overall I think it's good good signs. He's a very good finisher when he can catch it on the break and just go up and finish. Whenever he's got to create his own shot off the bounce, whether that's attacking from the perimeter or even just one bounce and up off the fast break, he's much less skilled finishing. And, that, you know, that's maybe perhaps that's for everybody, but it just seems for him in particular, if he's able to just catch and go up, he's a really good finisher. You know, we saw that big bucket against Syracuse where he caught just the pass from Curbelo off the baseline cut. He goes right up and finish. He can, he can elevate off one or two feet. Uh, whereas, you know, Wusu struggles elevating at the rim. That's not Mathis's problem. He can get up. But whenever he's attacking off a dribble for himself from the perimeter, it seems like he plays with it too much and he gets a little bit ahead of himself. Um, he's had a few nice drives these past two games where he just wasn't able to finish. But uh, 10 points for him. And our bench guys, anyway, uh, eight minutes. I think that's the most minutes he's played this year. Good to see him out there. Hopefully he's he's feeling better. Pulling for that kid. That's very, very tough news. What happened to his brother? He had zero points, two rebounds, a block in eight minutes. Uh, Kobe King in 11 minutes had three points off three free throws. A.J. Store, 17 minutes. He had eight points, three for six field goals, one rebound, one assist, one steal. He is our best finisher going full speed to the basket, unlike uh, Mathis. He's able to explore at the rim and kind of slow his body down in air and still finish in traffic. And I think in due time, he's going to be an exceptional finisher, both you know, on the break or in the half court. He's got a hell of a body, hell of an athleticism. And um, as an offensive player, he's he's close to being able to contribute on a nicely base, on a nightly basis. Um, it's good to see him bounce back after not getting too many minutes in the Syracuse game. And then Dylan Wusu had a much needed 10 points, four rebounds, two assists, two steals. He was four for seven from the field, one for two from three, but an ugly one for four from the free throw line. So a little bit better game for Dylan. He did make two layups, hallelujah. Um, he is going to get his minutes. He's a good defender, makes a lot of hustle plays, a lot of the small plays. But if he's really a negative going to the rim, it makes it hard for him to, uh, to make contributions because, you know, when he's at his best, he's able to make plays as a passer. And if he's unable to finish whatsoever, teams play off him, the passing lanes aren't there, and he's not able to finish. So him being at least confident enough to attack, to score, being able to make a few shots around the basket opens things up for him and everybody else. And of course, we're going to need him to make some spot up threes. But um, you can see the percentages for the team down there under 40% from the field, 20% from three, 60% from the free throw line. Pretty ugly. Um, Niagara wasn't much better from the field. They were 40% from the field, but they were 42% from three, 10 for 24 for the game. You know, that's too high a percentage. And we've seen that several times this year. And they were 75% from the free throw line. We did. Uh, outscoring from there we had just more attempts but it wasn't the prettiest of games against niagara and we only got one more tune-up test until we get to see iowa state on the road a legitimate 
top 20 team. They just took down North Carolina, the number one team in the country. They already beat Villanova. They're undefeated in the year. They play really good defense. They've got good size. They're patient. They, they're tough. Um, it'll be a hell of a test, but we got to get to 8-0 first. All right, St. John's can be 8-0 going against a team that is a legitimate, um, like I said, ranked opponent. Would give us a great opportunity to prove ourselves. And if we are ever able to do that, get the eighth win, and then somehow pick up a ninth win against Iowa State, you have successfully proven yourself in the out-of-conference slate. It would be an unbelievable success to get to 9-0 with a huge win on the road. But in order to do that, we got to get to 8-0 first. Right, people? Um, all right. I uh, thank you guys for listening again. This one will be a short one. Um, as always, please keep tuning in. Please subscribe to the podcast on YouTube. Let me know what you think on Twitter on the comments. Appreciate it as always. For Bootsy Thornton, this has been Pat King. Peace.